want to send my prayers out to Jacob Blake and their family. You know, the things that, you know, we decided to come down here to play for, and we said we're going to speak on the social injustice and the things that continue to happen, um, you know, to our people. It's not right. It's not right. So the win is good, you know, but voting is real. I'm going to challenge all my NBA guys, other sports guys. Let's try to get our entire teams registered to vote. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff going on in the country. Sports is cool, it's good and well. It's how we take care of our families. But those are the real issues that we, we got to start addressing. R.P. Kobe Bryant, R.P. 25. Lakers franchise is not what it is today without Kobe's presence. His legacy is here every day. There's no way you can't think about Kobe on a day-to-day -day basis. R.P. Kobe Bryant, R.P. 25. Great pass, elevates. Oh, two-handed jam. He's been dominant, absolutely dominant. Kobe is probably the toughest competitor to ever play this game. That's what he would want us all to do. Come out here and compete. You gotta be tougher, you gotta be stronger, you gotta execute better. That's a mindset. Ah, uh, Mike Flack? What's up? If it isn't the hater of Kirby himself. Hey, it does have a good shape up though. <laughs> it's clean. I like it. There's Mike. Um, Mike, have you been downtown since you've been back in Auburn yet? No, I'm not going anywhere near downtown for a while. Smart man. I was just wondering because I was going to ask if it was still blowing down there, still packed. Uh, too, too crowded. Mm. Uh, I mean, people that are going downtown look kind of stupid though, because there was like a reporter that like went downtown and showed outside of uh, Southeastern and. It doesn't look like, I mean, there's not going to be a football season if that's the case, or that keeps up. I mean, I'm not down there, but I highly doubt they have any kind of, like, strict capacity rules either, so. Oh, no, no, it, it's completely packed. And there was, like, a, that new apartment complex, the Standard, it was, like, a party a couple of weeks ago. Sheesh. And the entire deck was just crowded. It looked like it had, like, 30 people on it. COVID in four. Mac Homo, you there? Yeah, let's get up here. The man. Oh, so before we do get started, I want to go ahead and say, uh, in terms of with the, the competition, I'll probably try to make, I mean, of course, I'm just going to wait till the end of the first round. We can add the points up, but I'll probably make some kind of group, message, chat, uh, Snapchat, something. So that people can see who's kind of in the leaderboard, um, where their brackets are and stuff like that. But in the meantime, so we've had a lot happen over the course of the last week. Um, a lot happened. And I guess it'd only be fitting. We'll start it off in the East this time. I don't want to jump the gun, but it seems pretty safe to say at this point barring a shocking comeback we're gonna get Milwaukee versus Miami Mike since I don't know I'm pretty sure you had both those two teams but I don't remember your bracket specifically you got any thoughts on that matchup or or what you're thinking on on Bucks heat yeah the the probable Bucks heat we're about to get see initially I had the Bucks winning but <sighs> After seeing the Heat play this round, I am really starting to lean towards Miami beating the Bucks in this next round. Uh, I mean, 
got Jimmy's gonna do some shit to Giannis. Like he's gonna get in his head and everything. And I mean, Giannis has shown that he's kind of a hothead during this playoff, uh, or I guess the bubble. So it's starting to lean more towards Miami winning. I mean, it'll be a good series, though. I think it'll go six or seven games. I'd agree. Uh, Mac, I know you had what you had Milwaukee in a tight one. Any any changes? Anything new? Um, yeah. Um, really? Miami is definitely taking it. It's not even going to be Like, I saw, oh my gosh, Chris Milton. No, I, 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 he's so bad. He's so bad. You can't You're do talking it, talking about how he, how he had a great game the other day, dropping 17 points. I'm like, I'm like, that's like, that's equivalent to Kuz. Like, Kuz dropping 17, that's a great game for Kuz. I need Milton to give me 25, and he can't even do that against the Magic. I saw the other day somebody saying, like, they're second. I don't know, man. I mean, we all, none of us here buying on, on Middleton. The thing for me is, and I picked Miami in six. One, like you said, Mike, Jimmy and those guys, I'm sure, will slow down Giannis to an extent. He'll still get his numbers, but they'll make it tough on him. And two, I mean, I mean, we talked about this last time. Miami shoots the three first or second best in the NBA. And the Bucks, isn't that what they're worst at? Like, aren't the Bucks terrible at defending the three? I want to say the Bucks are they give up the most threes in the NBA. So I, which is shocking. So is no, but like I was shocked too. But I'm pretty sure they're the worst three point defensive team in the NBA. Um, Middleton's but, not the guy. No, go ahead. Man. I just don't. I just don't trust him. And like Mike said, Miami's played really well. They've looked really good. And I mean, the Bucks have looked. I don't even know. To be honest with you, yeah, besides the honest, they don't, they don't, they don't look good to me, in my opinion. It's the same thing as last year, kind of with what Toronto did to Milwaukee. Either you got to have two or three guys on your team that are scoring, you know, 25 plus a night, or you got to be a team like Miami where you've got eight or nine guys on that roster where you can really lean towards on any given night. Milwaukee, they have Giannis, but past that, who are you going to trust? Chris Middleton or? Brooke Lopez. Dante I mean, DiVincenzo? I, I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, it's like Toronto last year, they had, I mean, obviously they had Kawhi. So you're going to have a good defensive stopper. But Jimmy Butler is a great defender as well. Um, Bams, uh, I mean, he's a great center. And he'll be able to stop Giannis to an extent. I don't think they're going to stop him. But they'll slow him down enough to where he's not going to be they're going to have to – what they're going to do with Toronto did last year, they're going to force other t- players on that team to make an impact for them to win these games. And I just don't think that they have the personnel to do that, really. And also, yeah, they're not going to be able to defend the three, which is Duncan Robinson, Tyler Harrow. You got guys – I mean, Kendrick Nunn. You got all those Gord, shooting Gord players. Dragic. Dragic, yeah. really. played out of his mind. Like, he's played out of his mind right now. And I just – like Mike said, like they have so many shooters, and they have depth, and they and they grind. I don't, I don't, I don't see a scenario where the Bucks went unless Milton decides to turn it up and pull a Donovan Mitchell. But besides that, I don't see it. 
How many games would y'all put on it? I've got six. Is that y'all thinking six, seven? What are y'all thinking? I'm, I'm as as Jeff and I going seven. I'm gonna go six. I'd say six or seven. Uh, I mean, Milwaukee's a great, like, still a good team. It's just that it can't just be Giannis next round. Like, it it works when it's a one versus eight, but for him to have to do all the work against a team like Miami. If he even looked out against Miami, there's no way he would do it against Toronto or Boston in the round after. Yeah. Like, if they were to make it past Miami somehow. I mean, in, yeah, so I think we're all on the same page with that six or seven. Uh, that's interesting, though. I mean, at the beginning, we all thought maybe Milwaukee might, might not make it out. But you said it, Mike. The next series we probably got is... Boston, Toronto, or not probably. That's one series we do have, guaranteed. I think, for me, I've got Boston, and I can't remember if I said in six or seven, but I think this is a pick'em series. This is one of those series where I could make it, I could listen to and make an argument for either side. Um, Toronto has looked the best of any team in the bubble by far, to me. I know they've had Brooklyn in the first round. Um, yeah, Brooklyn's, Brooklyn disappointed me. Yeah, you had that. Uh, you thought that was a tough series, didn't you? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I had it going six. I, I had it going six. Mm. They should have won game two, but, you know, they're kind of trying to make him away. When but, I checked and saw they put up 150 yesterday, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, just, just a tad off on that, on that series, but... I was kind of disappointed in Brooklyn. I mean, hey, they got next year when uh, known leader Kyrie Irving <laughs> steps onto the court. So. And uh, reported head coach Greg Popovich. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a terrible idea. But what y'all have with, or what are y'all thinking? I guess we'll start with you, Mac, and um, this series that we already know is coming, Boston-Toronto. You know how I feel. I think everyone knows how I feel about Boston. In the final, mm-hmm. they looked really good. Obviously, stopping Ben Simmons or Embiid was a little difficult, but they still got the win. Sweep. Jason's hands a monster. I think he's awesome. Kimball Walker really has thrived uh, in this playoffs. Jalen Brown. I mean, Gordon Hayward is out, which is going to be really big for this team. But I'm being honest here. I w- I trust Jason and Jalen over. Siakam and Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, he's a grinder, but I don't I don't trust him. Like like, like I do Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is going to be one a top a top five player in the league in the future. Guarantee? Obviously. A Charles Barkley guarantee? Guarantee. guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold up, Mike. I mean, hold up, Mac. Your mic went out a little bit on me. Got a little quiet. Okay, there you are. I mean, I trust Kyle Lowry defensively. I'll say that. To oh, make... oh, defensively, yeah. Like, he, I mean, he's a grinder. Yeah. I mean, he'll take a charge, you know. Like, he'll do whatever it takes to win. But I don't see – I just don't see him hitting – in a big shot when it matters. Agreed. You know? Yeah. 
I see Jason Tatum. I see Jalen Brown. I see Kimball Walker making in those shots. Uh, Siakam, maybe. I mean, I just. Fred? Fred? Oh, Fred. Fred? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fred can hit it. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Fred. But, um, it's, it's going to be a grinding series. It's going to go to six, but I think each game is going to be a nail biter. It's like another wire. Two of the best coaches in the NBA, in my opinion, and Nick Nurse and Brad Stevens. They don't the, the the Celtics lack size, which is gonna kill them at first, but they'll, they'll get around it. But Celtics and six. Alright, Mike Fleck. You see, I had originally picked Boston and six. I'm gonna have to say I'm sticking with Boston, but I'm gonna go seven. Because it's kind of the same situation where I like, I knew Toronto was going to do well against Brooklyn. I, I had them winning in five. I didn't see them dropping 150 in a playoff game. Uh, this They completely embarrassed the Nets this past series. Uh, you got, I mean, obviously Kyle Lowry. You got Fred VanVleet, Norm Powell, Siakam. Abaka, I think, put up, what, 27 and 16 this fight like, yesterday or something? It was some crazy talent. I mean, they're probably one of the deepest teams in the NBA in terms of just, you know, guys you can lean on in a certain game. And Nick Nurse won Coach of the Year for a reason. Uh, you know, it's a shame Kawhi left to play with uh, <laughs> uh, someone that I will not bring up right now. Oh, but, we'll get to him. His time's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got a whole 30-minute segment for that. Um, but, I mean, if Kawhi stayed, this, like, this isn't even a contest in the but I mean, still, for them to lose a top three player in the league and them to still be this competitive in today's NBA is really a testament to the supporting cast that he had and the coach that he had. I think that that was that was very underrated too. Was when they got rid of Dwayne Casey and they brought in Nick Nurse. Yeah, he he's able to just I mean, he's able to put out these rotations that are just winners, man. Like. Were they like 15 and 13 or something like that in the regular season? But yeah, I, I mean, as good as they are, I think Boston's just too. This core's been together for a while. And I mean, I, you're finally starting to see Tatum and Jalen like really come into their own. You got Kemba for Kemba replacing Kyrie is one of the best moves of the offseason, I think, because I mean, he's still going to give you that offensive boost, but he's not going to be ass uh and then yeah it's gonna hurt that gordon hayward's not playing but i I feel like they've just got too much going on on that roster for them to you know really suffer from it so i mean i'm gonna change the games where it's gonna go to game seven but i do have boston winning but like max said i feel like every game is gonna come down to the last minute okay yeah so we got three bostons oh while we're on toronto i do want to say um I mean, you kind of mentioned him. Masai looks like more and more of a genius each day. Him turning down that deal, what was it? They wanted to give him Russ and PG for Siakam? Yeah, that was the main focus. Man, that looks like a genius move right about now. Um, To kind of backtrack a little bit, too, just because they were in the round before, any thoughts or, or I know we kind of talked about it earlier, Philly officially fired Brett Brown today. Uh, any any thoughts or comments on that? Um, 
I think that that's really just kind of them using Brett Brown's a scapegoat. I feel like there's a lot more problems that are going on with Philadelphia than the head coach. Um, I really wish that Elton Brand could come out and just be like, you know, we fucked up this rebuild. Uh, we have a point guard that can't shoot. Um, and B doesn't show up in the play, or like in really any big situation. And we have done very little to surround them with any sort of shooting talent. They they had a real good chance this offseason. And they're like, okay, we're going to bring in Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, and Al Horton. What do you all think? <laughs> and people were like, I love it. I mean, but if they're – I'll admit I'm wrong if they bring in, say, Ty Lue, because I, I think Brett Brown was a great coach to have during that rebuild, but I just can't – I just can't say that all that blame should go on him. Like, there's – I mean, he did go into this series not having Ben Simmons, which I don't think that would have done a whole lot, but I don't think they would have gotten swept if they had been in that. I mean, I agree, yeah, with a lot of the, the Brett Brown's escape go. It's, I still don't think he, he did a good job. So, but, yeah, this is, it's above them. Like, before I go on my, my little rant I had, Mac, do you, I was thinking about this earlier, and I said it when I first, like, off the top of my head, and then I thought about it more. Is this really a great job, like, from a coaching point of view, best team? Best team with the Sixers? Like, that job itself, head coach, is that a great job in your opinion? Um, right now, I'm gonna say no. <sighs> I agree. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a really good job right now because I mean you could see Ben Simmons and Embiid, they're not really on the same page. They're not really on the same page with uh, Tobias not really thriving. Al Horford, God, uh, I don't even know what to say about Al Horford right now. But. <laughs> That was a terrible sign. That was a terrible, unnecessary. Don't know why they signed them. And then moved to the four. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know who, the, who their bench is. They, they trade for Josh Richardson. I mean, they, to me, the process failed, period. Look, the process's peak was last year when they had Ben Simmons at the one, JJ at the two, three Jimmy Butler, four Tobias, five and B. That was a prime lineup. That was the peak of the process. Now the process is a, is a joke and just just rebuild. Trade, trade and B, trade Simmons and just start from trash again because this is not working. Whatever, whatever they have, it's not, it's not it. It's not and it's sad because I, I mean like both y'all kind of said, I really don't think this is a great job strictly because one, I don't see any way you can make Embiid and Simmons work. I, I I was sitting there trying to think about it, and I guess that's why I'm not a head coach, but I don't know how you can make that work. So I feel like it's above just coaching. And unfortunately, as much as people may say it, I don't see Brand or anybody in the Sixers organization moving either one of those guys for at least a year or two. So... I don't know, man. It just seems like maybe there is. Maybe Ty Lue, Maybe I know we talked about Juwan Howard. Maybe somebody out there can figure it out. But I don't think something like this, dude. You you just can't figure it out by coaching. Coaching in the NBA. I mean, coaching only matters honestly in the uh, 
playoffs. Yeah. Like, coaching is really important in playoffs, but besides that, the regular season's all about stars, athletes, chemistry. That's, I mean, there's just, and plus they, they struggle away. They, they can't win when they're not at home. Mm-hmm. And they also need some help. I mean, last year they, they had probably the best team, and they couldn't keep that together. So I don't see how Philly is a good place to be right now. Good place to catch right now. So. Okay, I'll ask y'all this what I just said before we move on. Like, Mac, do you think, and then Mike, you of course, do you think they'll move either one of those guys soon? Do you see it happening? Between Simmons and B? To me, if, if you're gonna. If I had to move one, if I had to, I would move Embiid. I would move Embiid. I think Ben Simmons, I mean, he's a 6'2 point guard. He can do everything but shoot. And to me, the thing about Embiid is he can shoot. He just doesn't want to shoot. Like, he's afraid to shoot it sometimes. You know, I've, I've, like I said this morning, he's really inconsistent. Like, he'll give me 35, 15, and 7. Next, he'll give me 12 and 8. It's like, what? Um... If I had to trade someone, I would trade Embiid and then just build around Ben Simmons. Get like, give him shooters everywhere. Like, do like what, what, what they did with LeBron. Give him shooters. He'll find them, and they'll knock down some shots. Yeah, I mean, I gotta agree. You gotta get rid of Embiid because I feel like with Ben Simmons, they could easily run that five-out offense where you've got shooters all over the court. Ben Simmons, who? I mean. Ben's starting to shoot some threes, too. Like, he doesn't have to be a knockdown shooter at any stage in his career, but if he got to the point where he's making, like, 35%, then I would, I mean, I'd be happy with that. But, yeah, he can do anything other than shoot. He's a great facilitator. He can guard the one through five because he's a 6'10 point guard. Um, I mean, yeah, I think it's just more of a problem of surrounding him with people that are knockdown shooters. Mm, well, regardless. Plus, he's unstoppable in 2K. Unstoppable. A problem. <laughs> he will catch a body on everyone. He's got to be a top three 2K player. Maybe top two. Hey, before we move on, I saw this tweet earlier that uh, this is going back to Masai and the Raptors. Uh, the NBA playoff leaders in plus minus currently is Norman Powell at plus 62. On draft night in 2015, Masai Ujiri traded Grievous Vasquez to Milwaukee for Powell, a 2015 second rounder, and a 2017 future first, which became OG Ananobi. Vasquez was out of the league by 2016. I mean, when you're getting deals like that, like, obviously you're going to look like a genius, because I don't, first off, I don't even know who Grievous Vasquez is. Um, And, I mean, Powell's been fixture on that in the playoffs for the Raptors since he's been on that team so I mean he might be the best team in the game honestly man forget the players is Masai the greatest executive of all time I mean Prowls uh fair Prowls I don't know it's it's Dre West it's not even close Dre West is the best GM of all time hey I don't know he he picked up Paul George now 
But he did build. He did bring Shaq to the Lakers. Yeah. Um, he made the Warriors the Warriors. He made the Lakers the Lakers. And he's making the Clippers a, a future time or, or a really good team. So mm. it's got to be Jay West. Every, everywhere he's gone, he's he's won championship. Won at every level too. Um, but heading over to the East, we'll start from. I mean, I haven't checked back since we started, but <laughs> the game looks like it's about over. Uh, Lakers three one on Portland. Yeah, Don't really both, want to talk. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Mac. Both, both Anthony and D'Lo are out for the game. Dang. I mean, they both have injuries. Really? They both got hurt. Uh, yeah. Dame had a knee injury, and AD had a back spasms. Wow. But I don't know if that's any major. I think that's just like a caution. I mean, they're up by 27, so I, I, I definitely think that's more precaution than anything. I mean, I'll, I'll start with a simple question. Mac, what happened to your squad, man? What happened? Uh, it was game three. Like, because I, I, I watched that game, and I'm not going to lie. After that L was taken, I felt it. I felt that one hard. <laughs> Because you watch the game, and they're, they're, they they played well in the first half. Look, AD is struggling. LeBron has to be LeBron for the Lakers to get going. Melo, I mean, like, they're up by five. Like, AD's finally missing free throws. Everything's going the, Lake, or the Blazers' way. And then we go in the second half, AD wakes up. LeBron wakes up. But still, though, Melo steps up. CJ steps up. Dame's still doing Dame. They all three do their part. They all three played well. They, the starting five for the Blazers outscored the Lakers starting five. And then I look at the bench, and they only gave me eight points. And, and to me, I think game three kind of was a, was a stab in the heart to the Blazers team. They're like, how like we played probably one of our best games as a starting five. We still can't win. You know, I like. I could tell by their faces today that they just weren't in it. They were out of it, and I was like, they—they're still upset about that game three loss. And I, I mean, I don't blame them, but it, it, I mean, you, it's over. I can tell. That was the most demoralizing thing to me. Like you said, was checking the box score after game three and seeing that. Dame had what 29. CJ did his part, and Melo had over 20, and they still lost. That's when I Dame was like, Dame had 34. He had he had oh, uh, CJ had 28, and Melo had 20. Yeah, they're doing that, and they still lost. It was like they might, and I know you talked about it too. I will admit, having not having Collins for that entire series is big. I mean, I'm not saying he's like the deciding factor in the series, but like. You know, he's a seven-foot power forward that can shoot a three. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he would help a lot with Nurkic and Whiteside, like, gain more rest. Oh, and another thing. Nurkic looked defeated last night. <laughs> the fourth quarter, he looked he looked like me in, our, in our, the fourth game of our pickups. I'm exhausted. I just throw stuff. Like, he was throwing stuff up, and he's like, I don't care. I'm, I was like... That's my face. He's, he has my face. I don't, I don't care about this game. Whatever. AD was toying with this, man. <laughs> like, he was gassed. You could clearly tell it, and he just didn't care. I'm like, dude, this is like 
Like, I'm looking in the mirror right now. I'm looking in the freaking mirror. Like, that, that's how I feel after four games of pickup. I'm like, all right, whoever, if you score on me, whatever. If I miss, whatever. I just don't care. Hey, not that one day at Hall's house, Mac. You channeled your inner MJ that one day. But. Or <laughs> I don't know how I did that. Uh, I mean, Mike, you got anything on that series? I think it's I think it's over five, honestly. Yeah, I'm gonna say five now. Uh, I mean, you got CJ playing with a fractured back. Dame's injured. Nurkic is a gas because he has no backup. Um, bench is not helping at all. I mean, you got Melo still doing well, but it's just. It's not going to be enough because, I mean, Kuz is coming off the bench scoring 15-plus a game. Dwight's giving him the business on the bench, too. I mean, AD, Ron, all those guys. It's just it's too much for him. I mean, I want to stress, though. Like, I'm not trying to say that that Zach Collins is going to win them the series. It's just it would be a lot more interesting if you would, if you would play. No, I agree. I mean, yeah. It would make it a little more interesting. Uh, just, I, I, if Collins was playing, I would say maybe, I guess, Lakers in six, but nah, Lakers in five. Even if he's just a body to throw at AD, because they That's have been. That's what I'm saying. He's, set, he's a seven foot power forward. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, you know, he's seven feet, he can shoot the three, and can play. It's okay. Like, he's more mobile than Nurkic, right side. Yeah. And the like, foul trouble they've been getting in. Like,. Oh, been, yeah, they, I mean, they've been calling fouls left and right. You know, Melo had five. Whiteside had five. Nargis had five. Adrian had four. They're not, like, it's well, just, it, it, would, it would help a lot. I think they would have won uh, game three if Collins played. But, you know, that's just a bad beat. But it is what it is. Yeah, looks like the, the Cinderella's over. Um, now we get to some of the good stuff. This is one series. We got Houston OKC 2 2. Um, Mike, what you got? What you thinking? When's Russ coming back? I have no idea. Mac, do you know? <laughs> I have zero clue. Man, they need him back, man. Update. They need this man back bad because, man. It's looking like those old Rockets teams. James Harden cannot do it all by himself. Like, this... I mean, obviously not. This is going to be a stupid take on my part. But it's like, at what point are you starting to question if Harden's really the answer in Houston? Because, I mean, he ain't doing shit in the playoffs. Like, he... Like, I'm, I'm talking from a return standpoint. Like, what could you get out of him, I guess? And, I mean, you got OKC who, honestly, before this year started, weren't even considered playoff or in the playoffs. 0.2. Yeah, and they're, you know, I mean, Shea has become, you know, I, I didn't expect them to be this good already, but he's been great. Chris Paul completely revitalized his career, I think. He did so I don't think he did as well in Houston, but I think Harden also kind of limited him there. And, I mean, for this series to be 2-2, it's kind of scary. The thing for me with Houston, 
I picked OKC in seven, and I'm still fairly confident in that. Um, Houston, what's killing them is what always kills Houston, man. All they do, and I don't know why we'd expect anything different, regardless of the score, when the situation is, they just keep shooting threes. Like, today, they should have won that game, but they kept running the old, you know, James Harden drives, kick, we force a three play. And it, it wasn't working. Um, that's why I think they need Russ back, just to get some more at the rim. Finishing. Because it's like, it hasn't worked for three years. It's, it's gotten you as far as it's gotten you. At some point in time, you got to be like, hey, maybe we should try some other attack, some other approach. And... OKC's tough. OKC's been fighting them. It's clear when it's working, the Houston thing works. When it's not working, like what happened with the Warriors last year, a couple years ago, and they did 0 for 30. It just it's not a good offense to run in the clutch. Um, so I'm going to stand by my, my OKC in seven. But, I mean, like you said, we need to see when Russ comes back. That's important. But that's a real interesting series. Mac, you got anything with OKC? You... Uh, I got Rockets at seven still. Like, I still think Russ can come back. Look, they're playing without Russ. Then they lost by three points. Like, without Russ in the game. I think Austin Rivers, the backup point guard, scored two points today. Yeah, he, he had a solid two, zero, and zero. <laughs> yeah, the two I saw no, sorry. Uh, zero points, two rebounds, zero assist. That's wrong. So I mean, look. You know me. I, I don't like Houston. I I've I said it in our group chats multiple times I would love an OKC Houston matchup and OKC win. I said it multiple times. Um look. I'm not going to lie. When I saw Rush talking some trash to Steven Adams, I got pissed. Yeah, what was that I about? Got, I don't know, but I was like, all right, Steven. All right, all right, okay, see. Oh, I want y'all to mess this dude up, okay? Because, you know, I hate Russ. And he's talking trash for no reason. You're not even playing. Shut <laughs> up. That's some Pat Bev stuff right there. Like, come on now. Like, that, that, that was so annoying. Now I kind of want the Rockets to lose just to, be, just to see Russ's face losing to his former team. Godly. But, look, Shooter, Shooter's playing really well. 30, uh, 30 points today. I mean, he, he played exceptional. Paul, I mean, Chris Paul played well. Um, Shea played well. Look, the, the Rockets, they just had to offer three to 58 three-pointers. Good Lord. And they went, and they went three for 23. Uh, in the fourth quarter. So, look, they just got cold at the wrong time. They'll still probably win the series, but I'm, I mean, but now I kind of want OKC to win it just because to see Russ's face because I really pisses me off now. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. That's still, that's another one I'd say is a pick at this point. Um, yeah, we'll see. Is that, do they play tomorrow again? Or is that, no, yeah, they, they play today. Huh. This is a series here that's really pissed me off because the Denver Nuggets have made me look like an absolute fool for multiple yeah. reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, everyone. I think everyone. One, they've got Donovan Mitchell looking like Michael Jordan. Literally breaking 
or in Michael Jordan-esque air. I don't know what that's about, but Donovan Mitchell is like the best player in the bubble. Um, two, I had them challenging the Clippers in the next round, which that looks like a terrible take. They look like they're about done. Um, I don't know what their problem is. They, I was so confident in the first game. Then they got destroyed. Then Mike Conley came back. Or I don't know, man. I don't know. Y'all know how I feel about the Jazz. I'm not high on the Jazz, but they've looked awfully good. Donovan Mitchell's looked awfully good. So it's looking like that's going to be another 4-1-1. See, this is, this is the team I've been telling you about from the beginning. But then they finally show up after I have dry dog. No. After I gave up hope on them, they sorry they finally started to ball out. But like like you said, Donovan Mitchell's on, on another level. He's a third guy in NBA history to drop fifty points in twice in the same series. I'm Wilt Chamberlain and Michael Jordan. I mean that is insane. Um, to me, I feel like that they're benefiting right now off this bubble. You know, no fans. Because they, 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 they kind of cry, like, you know, kind of, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, mm-hmm. they don't thrive in the heat of the moment with fans. You know? mm. I feel like this is, they're benefiting well from that. I mean, the, the Nuggets, they just didn't play defense. That's just literally how it, how it ended up being. I mean, Michael Porter gave me nine. Michael Porter gave me nine points, you know? Jamal's been playing well, too. Um, played really well. Jokic played well. I mean, Mike Conley and Don Mitchell are like one of the best. And Jordan Clarkson, too. Jordan Clarkson gave him 24 off the bench. Yeah, he's been you nice. He's been real nice. Look, things are clicking. Um, they'll probably, they'll probably win the series. I'm surprised, but you know, Don Mitchell is playing out of his mind right now. It just sucks that they have to play either the Mavs or the Clippers next round. Yeah, it's it's like we'll see. I don't know. Um, before we move on, Mac. I mean, Mike, you got anything? Or what'd you have originally in yours in your prediction, Mike? I don't want to talk about it. I had, uh, <laughs> I had Denver winning in five. Boy, do I look dumb. Uh, I mean, it's not even a matter of Denver really playing that bad. It's just Utah was playing extremely good. Well, I mean. Donovan Mitchell dropping 50-plus two games in the series doesn't really help either. Um, I Denver just isn't there yet. I know that sounds kind of stupid considering they made the second round last year, but you got Michael Porter Jr. just now starting to play consistent minutes, or kind of was before the shutdown happened. Bull Bowl's not playing at all, and I feel like that's a guy that's going to contribute a lot of defense to them going forward um they they need a shooting guard and i just really think that they're gonna have to find a fix for that but yeah this is obviously was not their year utah utah's done it before they did it to the thunder that year where they had pg and uh and mellow out there in okc with russ utah just spoils it man denver had a lot of guys come back too and i guess they they haven't played the best I know we were talking about that last week as an optimistic reason, but 
I guess they haven't been that great. So it's looking like, yeah, it's looking like that one might be over in five or six too. Um, but easily the main event and the most exciting so far matchup of the playoffs. You got the Clippers versus the Mavs. Um, Mac, uh, I'll let you. Oh yeah, this is the main event right here. I'll I'll let you go ahead and hit this first, Mac Hummel. I'm sorry to hop on the Luka Doncic bandwagon. <laughs> Luka, Luka, sorry to become a dog. Top five. Like, oh, dude, I, I don't know. He's he's up there. Like I'm. Uh, he's right there, man. <laughs> so he's he's like six or seven. I'm thinking, I'm like, is he better than Giannis? Like, am I gonna put Giannis over Luka? Uh, I don't know. But, you know, playoff P, good lord. <laughs> A solid nine points. That, that's, that, that, that's just pathetic, man. And and the petition to make, make him go overseas, this is just, like you said, straight up bullying. <laughs> bullying. This is, this is not fair to him, man. Like, he, he's had a rough career in the playoffs, and now we're just going to do this to him? Disrespectful. Um, now. What the heck just happened? I guess Zoom didn't like our Paul George bashing. One second. Oh, yeah. Deep down, I, I still don't think the Mavs are going to be able to pull it off. I want to root for Luka. I want them to win. I just it's don't just know. Paul George. That's the only problem with the Clippers right now. Exactly. Like, Lemon Pepper Lou gave me 36. Kawhi gave me 32. And then Paul George goes for nine. <laughs> <laughs> How mad do you think Kawhi is right now? Like, I, I was texting him in my college group chat. I'm like, I can give you nine. <laughs> Like, on 17 shots, I can do that. Like, come on. I'm, I'm 5'11 and white. I can do that easily. Come on now. All getting cooked by Seth Curry? Um, yes, yeah, what I'm saying. I can guard. I can try to guard Seth. Like, he's like three inches taller than me. I guess we're probably kind of the same speed. Like, it, it's just insane how he's playing. The word is embarrassing, man. But the thing is, though, you know, you know, Seth, Seth's dating his ex-girlfriend. I saw Paul that. George's, Doc Rivers' daughter. It's personal for Seth. I got weak too because you know, she, she cheated on her with a stripper. The woman he's the he woman he's with now, isn't it? Yeah, it's the one he's with now. He got her pregnant. <laughs> That's wild. Playoff P, baby. And David Peak on off today, bro. But, you know, obviously he needs to step up. They'll still probably win it, but, you know, I wouldn't hate it if Luka won. I wouldn't hate it. I would I would root for them. It would destroy my bracket, but forget my bracket. I would gladly <laughs> see them win. March Madness, baby. Or something August. I don't know. I'll say this. So I've got two trains of thought in terms of the rest of the series. Hopefully Mike gets back in here and joins us soon. I just sent him another one. But so I feel like this can go two ways. There's the thought of so it's tied 2-2. It's a best two out of three series right now. 
Porzingis didn't play in one game at all, and he got tossed from another game that they might have could have won if he was still in. So that part, I'm like, eh, maybe they could pull it off. But then there's the other half, like we just said, Paul George has been terrible. If Paul George just gives me Paul George numbers, at least one time. Just 20. Just, just, just once. 20. Yeah, 20. Just give me 20. Just give me 20. The Clippers win the series. They can't stop Lou. Lou. They, they can't stop. Like, it's just. Surely he doesn't shoot this bad the entire series, does he, Mac? Or the, or the entire postseason. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, if he shoots this bad the rest of the series, the postseason's over. It's, it's over. If he shoots this bad the entire postseason, and they somehow win a championship. <laughs> if I'm Kawhi, I'm not giving him a ring. I'm leaving. I'm, gonna I'm leave. not giving him a ring. <laughs> Kawhi's just like, hey man, I'm glad we won this, but I'm going to LA. I'm going to join the Lakers. You're pathetic. Oh my gosh, bro. I would be. I would be so pissed from Kawhi. I'm at, how mad is he going to be if they lose in the first round? And Paul George just finishes. He checks the stat sheet, and Paul George averaged, what, 10 points a game? <laughs> You're saying it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Paul, like, oh, I swear. I swear, Paul. Don't tempt me. I can see him just knocking down Paul George to the ground. I saw a quote PG had the other day where he said, after the last game, um, in hindsight, if I would have shot the ball better, this series probably looks completely different. Yeah, no, shit. no duh. <laughs> if you weren't trash, this series would look different. That's that, that's a terrible take. Dwayne <laughs> Wade did say something though. It maybe it's true, but Dwayne Wade believes it's because of his shoulders. You know, mm. he, he's icing after every game. And he thinks, you know, he's not saying anything about it. He doesn't want to make an excuse. But uh, I don't I don't see it like that. You know, if, if you're on the court, you got to play 100%, no matter what. I, but, I feel like it might be a little bit of the old LeBron pulling up after the game with the cast on the podium. That's what I'm saying, bro. I was like, I remember looking down, like, are you serious right now? I, I get it's broken, but, like, you don't tell us till after you get swept. Like, come on, man. Like, I don't like that. I don't know. Do they pull it off? If you had to say right now, Clippers, does he get better and the Clippers take it? Or is it is it are the Mavs pulling this off? Alright, there we go. There he is. I could... I could Porzingis has to play. I don't think they'll win if Porzingis doesn't play the the next three games. Yeah. But, um... I don't know, dude. Because he he has to play like that two times. Exactly. Uh, I'll say he'll do it once. They'll win that game. But the next time, they'll win the series in seven, I think. But... That game that they went to clinch it, I bet, I bet like, Lou, Lou and uh, Kawhi gave me 40 each. Yeah, I can clinch see. it. 
Mike, you just missed some good old about three minutes of Kawhi ba- or Paul George bashing. Um, I've been I've been waiting for this. <laughs> this man is historically bad. All this time is, bad. This is the worst playoff shooting performance since Bob Cousy, and Bob Cousy's in those videos of them just doing nothing but post hooks. This is this is way worse than anything I've ever seen in any playoff ever. How can you be this consistently bad every year? <laughs> How are you going to talk shit to Damian Lillard talking about sending him home in the playoffs? <laughs> when you're going home. This? <laughs> this is this is just Kawhi being like, ah, nah, we, I'm, we got his back, no what a bullshit. <laughs> this man is so mad at Paul George and I know it. This man... <laughs> This man is like, I left Toronto for this. I moved heaven and earth <laughs> to get you. <laughs> to come here and shoot one for nine? Hey, I don't know what you're talking about. I know you saw what I sent you. Luka Doncic and Paul George led one of the greatest comebacks of all time yesterday. I swear. I swear. <laughs> yeah, I swear they did, bro. <laughs> and also, regardless of his shooting woes, with the game on the line, you put Reggie Jackson on Luka? I, I think the whole team needs to be checked. I, I just don't get what is wrong with this team. Like, you... Paul George is... Playoff P. Playoff P. Playoff P. U. He's so bad. Like, there's no way that someone could be this bad year in and year out, but Paul George finds a fucking way. Yeah, he'll prove you wrong. I just want to know which fucking idiot would call this man Playoff P. To begin with, like, he did. He, oh, he he called did? Himself it was bad. himself. He called himself that. <laughs> <laughs> It was like the little preseason, uh, like introduction thing, wasn't it? At the Thunder, he named himself Playoff P. And then he proceeds to get outed by a rookie Donovan Mitchell and, and Joe then, Ingles. And then the next year, Dame hits a shot in his face, talking about that was a bad shot. No, it went in. <laughs> and then now this year, he is shooting below twenty-five percent in three playoff games. In the last three playoff games, I mean, that's enough PG talk for right now. That I feel like his historic shit performances have drawn away from the fact that Luca is having one of the best starts to a playoff career of anyone, yeah. other than maybe Michael Jordan. I mean, but did, did y'all watch that two dunkers since y'all? Oh yeah, the the trash can. Oh yeah. <laughs> That, that had me so weak. <laughs> he don't miss. He don't miss. Don't miss. Man, surely Paul George has to shoot good in one of these games. Now watch, he might prove me wrong. <laughs> he might God, not. God forbid he go 4 of 13. Hey, he's going to put up like 16 and Clippers fans are going to be like, what did we say? He's back. Like, yeah, he's back. And then he's going to go right back like 0 of 10 in an elimination game and somehow the Mavericks are going to beat the Clippers. I, I got, at this point, you know, I have them winning it all. I wouldn't even be mad if that happened because I'd be like, you know, like the Paul George slander does not need to stop. 
This man has gotten so in his head that he's disabled the comments on his Instagram posts. I saw that. It's only people that can. Fo- it's only people that he follows can comment. <laughs> We're talking about a grown man <laughs> that is getting paid millions of dollars to shoot a basketball. Well, and he can't even do that. <laughs> man. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm almost at this point mad at myself for picking. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they still won this series and they're still a great team. But how do I allow myself to pick them to win it all, knowing they have playoff P? I should have known better. We all, Mike, we feel the same about playoff P. I should have seen this coming. It's no one but my fault. Uh. Even when I do like rebuilds on on 2K, when I see Paul George in the free agents, I'm like, I could sign him. And then I, I think about, it, I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> then I end up signing like Booker or someone that's never even been in the playoffs. I was like, Paul George can't perform. I mean, this has been. I was he this bad in Indiana? No. No, he wasn't. What happened? Because <sighs> did did Joe Ingles really get in this man's head? couple years ago I mean this is sad Mac it's interesting too I've seen a lot of people saying hey it's not Russ's fault how do you feel about that I mean look at him now maybe Russ doesn't look so bad he had playoff P on his team what no no let's not bail him out stop it stop it right now I mean hey is, is Russ actually a good playoff player? Just... Good Lord. Good Lord. Don't. Let's not start this. I'm just saying, Paul George doesn't show up. Russ averages a triple double. Gets put out peacefully in the first round with no expectations. Yeah, but. Okay. Paul George shows up. No, no. Uh, Y'all don't understand. Uh, look at me. Hold on. Your screen's black. What do you mean, look at you? <laughs> I'm just, look, the Rockets have played well without Russell Westbrook. They blew out the the Thunder twice, and they lost two heartbreakers to them. Russell Westbrook is toxic. We were just talking about how they need him back. They don't need that. I mean, y'all said that. I didn't say that. Okay, fair. I didn't say that. Fair. Y'all said they need him back. I said they lost by three. They lost by three, and they shot poorly. But look, play, playoff P. I mean, Paul George, but he is a person in playoffs. But so is Russell Westbrook. Okay, bro. He'll give you a triple dub on 20% shooting. <laughs> Efficiency. Efficiency, though. But um, Paul George, like last year, Paul George averaged in playoffs 20, 29 points. Okay, he shot 40% from the field, but. I mean, he was not the he was the best player on that team during the playoffs. It's it's, it's Russell sad. Westbrook. It's Russell Westbrook. And it's not even close. He's he's the the more toxic player, and I just I don't understand why this is conversation. He is, but Russell Westbrook hasn't played a single game in the playoffs, and is having a better playoff than Paul George. Is it? Am I wrong? 
PR, the plus minus probably. Based on plus minus, probably. I do want to say this too because we 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 hit it briefly at the beginning. My Luca top five case, and it's gonna infuriate some people, but hear me out. If I've got to kick somebody out, and you mentioned it, for Luca, Giannis is the guy. Well, well, who's well, who's your top five? Uh, do I have to answer? Okay, Braun. But that will like to say because like I barely have like you know between AD and Giannis in the top five right now. I don't have AD in there. Because here's my here's my reasoning, and it'll kind of explain why I don't have him in there. Regular season and all that is great. I've got the guys I have in there because of what they've done in the postseason. So I've got Braun done it several times. Kawhi. KD, um, Steph, and that's where I might, it's not even between, like, like, Giannis is in there, but that's where I might pick Luka, because it's Luka or Harden, and I've seen Harden get close, um, Giannis, I just haven't, I'll say this, the shot Luka made yesterday, Giannis couldn't make that shot, am I wrong? It was the second farthest game winner in the history of the NBA. But I'm saying, like, all those other guys I named could at least, like, take – that's not – Giannis isn't even going to take that shot. And maybe, I doubt it, a, a combo move, step back three, I don't know if he'll ever be able to get that shot off or take that shot in a situation like that. He just – that's what I'm saying. He can't be the guy at the end because he can't get off a jump shot. He can get me to the rim – so I don't know. He hasn't done it in the postseason yet. I don't think he can take that shot. I might have Luca and Harden fighting for that fifth spot, and then have AD and Giannis. Just because AD, the same reason. I haven't seen AD do it by himself. The rest of the guys I've seen, to an extent, at least show some success in the playoffs. I would, I would pick Luca over Harden, mainly because. I feel like a lot of Harden's like assists and stuff are just empty stats. I feel like Luca puts together like a more balanced stat line and does more in the team sense than what Harden does. I feel like Harden and Westbrook are great at getting assists for their stats, not necessarily trying to help the team out at times. And Luca, I mean. This is the first playoff games that he's ever played in. He's playing injured, and the Mavericks have no business being 2-2 with the Clippers right now. None. They don't. Like, they, like it, before this playoff started, regardless of the Clippers having one of the worst playoff performers of all time on their roster, um, you know, I thought maybe – the Mavs would win one game. I know in my bracket, I look stupid right now because I had the Clippers sweeping them. And I was game. like, I mean, I think Luke is going to play great, but like they don't stand a chance. But I mean, you got. I mean, Luke has just proven everyone wrong. I mean, he's got his team. I mean, with with Porzingis, if Porzingis doesn't, you know, get ejected. I mean, who knows how this series is looking. It could be 3-1 Mavs, if we're really being honest here. Easily. I know this kind of was getting away from, like, the talk about who would be top five. I think Luka's not there yet exactly, but I feel like after 
after it's all said and done, there is should there should be a serious talk this offseason about where he stands in terms of the league. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would honestly pick him over Harden. I, I think Giannis is still top five, though, obviously. But, yeah, there's, start, there's starting to be questions as to is he really the guy. Because I, I do agree with what you said, Gabe. I mean, with the game on the line... I wouldn't really trust Giannis for a pull-up three or anything at all. I would definitely put the ball in Luka's hands ten times out of ten with a last-second shot over over Giannis. So. And real quick, I will say that is premature because I have to see what happens to end this series, like, obviously. I mean, if the Clippers win the next two, the whole thing's shut down. Like, Giannis has done that. He's lost early in the first round. I'm saying if, if Luka proceeds to knock this off, I should have led with that. If he proceeds to pull this off, knocking off a favorite in the first round, depending on what Giannis does, if he goes to the championship, it'll be different. But if Luka does, if Luka pulls this off and Giannis, like we all have, we have him losing to the Heat, that's where I'm like, okay, I might switch him up. Yeah, I mean, I gotta see how this play, how these playoffs go. I mean, Giannis could prove us wrong, just dominate all the way to the finals. Um, I mean, I, I don't even. I think for, I think it's also kind of unfair because Giannis is gonna have to go to the finals and do well in the finals for us to be like, all right, Luca, if he just won this series right here, we'd be like, oh, top five. Yeah, you're right. I mean. It's not, I mean, granted, they're in two different situations. The Mavericks are not a top seed in the West, um, while the Bucks have been the East favorite all year, ever since Kawhi left for L.A. Um, but, yeah, I, shit, I, I don't know. It's close. Yeah, it, it is close. Mac, I know you said you were earlier. You had him, what, at seven right now? Luca. Uh, I yeah, I have Luca at seven right now. I I might make him the jump. I think you get a good point, Gabe, about the whole Giannis Luca Wayne series thing. Where if if we're talking about Giannis being buffed the second round, and Luca continues to do what what he's doing and win 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 the series, uh, then I would jump Luca over Giannis. But um, you know, AD. I'm like I'm starting to think less of him because what has he really done for his career? Has he won Rookie of the Year? Did he win Rookie of the Year? Did he? Oh, let me. Like maybe, and like he he might have with um. I'm trying to think what I mean. He's won one playoff series in his entire career. That's because he had Drew Holiday and Rajon Rondo go the hell off. I mean, he he really has. Arrived after looking at it, and I'm looking, I'm watching these games, and I'm like, you know, he, he, he's a talented and a great player, but he's getting most of his points from the free throw line. Yeah. You know, like he'll give you 30, but he'll drop 15 or 17 from the line. Like, you know, I really don't. So I'm, I'm really thinking about dropping AD from five to seven. I have him at seven. I mean, yeah, like you said, he's ridiculous in terms of individual talent, might be top three, four. But just the resume, I mean, he hasn't done anything by himself. Um, it's looking, 
Actually, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to hold off on what I was going to say. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to say it. No, I'm going to say it. This was before tonight. I haven't seen LeBron's final stat line. But it's looking 30, like... 38 and 10. 38 and 10? Yeah. Okay, then yeah, what I'm about to say is, is baloney. But before tonight, I was going to say it's looking like if the Lakers didn't make that run and somehow win it all, he might win finals MVP. But if LeBron keeps doing that, what he's done the last two games, there's no chance. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've got AD around that 6-7 range. Um, Plus, the way the Lucas played last game, like, I mean, he had 43-17-13 on one ankle at 21 years old without his without a 7-foot Porzingis God. I mean, Shaq's seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> Unimpressed, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq's a historic performance where literally no one's ever done that before. He's like, I've seen that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's really unreal. Immediately after the game, Shaq was just like, hey, y'all relax. Stop. He made a three. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he made a shot. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's good. Y'all need to stop with this bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, we got our our updated thoughts on the playoffs. Round two. This is awesome, by the way. This this every other day, every single day games. Awesome. Uh, I, I love it. We're going to have a crash when uh, it starts to go to not every other day. Facts. Once, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a little sad, but... It is nice being like, I'll get done with class at like two. I'll be like, oh yeah, there's an NBA game on. It's it's wild to, to think about that, and they're on until like 10 p.m. Yeah. Of those two, real quick before we get out of here, I wanted to ask this earlier. Of those two Eastern Conference series, because they're both going to be great ones. Which would y'all say is better between Toronto, Boston, and Milwaukee, Miami? Toronto, Boston. Best game must watch. Yeah, Toronto, Best Boston. Best game must watch. I'd agree. I, I think Miami's going to control Milwaukee. Hmm. I think they're just going to control them. Well, we'll see quite soon. By the time we get on here next, they will have played a couple of games. So, um, y'all have anything else? Well, who knows? Y'all want to y'all wanna hit some lottery talk? Yes, I do. Um, go ahead, lead the way, Mike. Look, I mean, first off, the Timberwolves winning the lottery is the most depressing thing I've seen in a while. Um, it's it's just they're, they're not very deserving of that number one. But I mean, I would have loved to see the Atlanta Hawks take that, but you yeah, know, they'll they'll manage with a six pick. Um. Man, like I, I know Edwards is gonna go. I saw it. I saw Lamelo might go number one, which that'd be intriguing with D'Lo and Lamelo in Minnesota. But like, I just feel like Anthony Edwards is like the must take at number one. Yeah. And also, a lot of people talking about Lamelo going to Golden State. Wiseman's the pick there. Like, there's no question about that. I don't um, know about that one. I think it's a lock too. I really do. 
what, Wiseman? To Golden State? I think so. For Wiseman to go to Golden State? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, think I mean, if they don't me, trade it. To me, if I'm Golden State, I'm big Gilmella. Look, <laughs> they don't, they really don't need a center there. Because they, they, look, the centers they have fit their system, okay? Looney fits their system. Holly Stein fits their system. They need bench, okay? And LaMelo coming off the bench will be really good for their team. Wiseman, what do you mean? Go, what do you, give me that face but, for it. LaMelo Ball ain't going to come off the bench, man. Also, LaMelo can't shoot. This he is true. 25%. And, like, he, how is he going to go into the Warriors where they shoot nothing but threes? Look, I'm in on LaMelo, and I will admit, people are way too high on, like, how well he shoots a three ball. I mean, there's room for growth, but I mean, but look, you need you you need a backup point guard. He's six eight point. He's, he's a six eight point guard. Um, they really don't need a center. I mean, and also I saw something where the Warriors are going to trade their second pick in Draymond for Embiid. If that happens, which I, mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know if this bed, like, you know, like a good chair or not. But Draymond and Ben Simmons would be a funny duo in Philly. I'll tell you that. It would. Um, man, I mean, I, I said this take earlier. Lamelo might not even be the best Chino Hills player in this draft. You did say this earlier, and I was fed up. Hey. Hey, big O, man. He's gonna be pretty good, especially when. I saw that he's going to the Hawks. I don't like that at all because I mean, they already got Capella and Collins. But I see the band comparisons: sixteen points per game at USC, averaging almost three blocks a game. Led the Pac-12 in uh, PER. He might be a pretty good pick. I mean, Is he projected lottery? Is he projected that high? Oh yeah, he's projected. He jumped up kind of late. He's. I mean, a lot of mock drafts have him going to Atlanta at six. Akora's dropped because I think he he cannot shoot. Uh, I've I've seen firsthand that he's not a great shooter. But I mean, who who's to say that that can't be developed? He, I think the thing that a lot of people like is he's a project like very he's a project guy, but he can play very good defense. Which yeah. is, I would rather have a guy that can play lights out defense and be like, okay, you got to learn how to shoot them rather than have a guy that plays no defense whatsoever and just be like, all right, like, I guess you'll get the hang of it. It's not, it doesn't work like that. Um, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of guys that are kind of boomer bust in this draft other than I think Edwards and Wiseman are like my two locks. Um, Obi Toppin, I, I don't know. It's just, I mean, he looks good on paper, but it also kind of depends on what team he goes to. Yeah, I'm not. Um, hey, I'm not huge on Obi either. I'm not saying I don't like him, but I'm just. And I guess part of it is maybe I haven't seen enough of him as I should, besides maybe the highlights. But I don't know. I'm not too high on Obi. Um, I I like Halliburton from Iowa State. I think he's a great combo guard. He. He's a good defender. The only problem that I see is that he 
is getting a lot of comparisons to Lonzo because he has a jump shot that may or may not be very broken and will need tweaking at the next level. Um, But I think if he can get that down, I saw a lot of stuff because, I mean, I've been reading a lot of the Hawks stuff about who they would go at six. And their case for Halberton is he's... He is a point guard by trade, but he doesn't seem like a guy that'll be a primary ball handler at the next level. He'll be more of a secondary ball handler, which I think more and more I think about it, I think that would be perfect for Atlanta because you have you have Trey that is obviously the primary ball handler, but he can also do stuff off ball. And to be able to have someone like Halliburton in that offense to where he can take some of the pressure off of him and I think they need a shooting guard because I, I mean, I told you this kid, but yeah, Herder. Herder's great. I love Herder, but he's like a six man, I think. Yeah. I mean, he'd be more suited off the bench. But yeah, I mean, I guess for the re- I guess what I'm trying to say for this draft is, other than like that top three, four ish, I just don't really see many guys being like, oh, like I would definitely have them starting day one in the. Um, I mean, I could be wrong in a year or so, but I mean, Lamelo, Lamelo, Edwards, and Wiseman are like my three that I'm gonna have to take top three. To see Lamelo go to Charlotte's gonna be very disappointing if that happens, but yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, Mac, I'll say this: I could talk myself into Edwards to Golden State before I could Lamelo, because I think you can move Clay to the three. Edwards run the two, and I think offensively that's a problem right there. Like I told you yesterday, I think he'll come in, and I could be wrong. He's if you've watched him play, his scoring and his offensive game is going to translate straight to the NBA. Now, like you said, Mike, the efficiency might be the question, but a lot of that was because he was at Georgia and he was facing double and triple teams because it's all Georgia had. Yeah, um, I think he'll land in the league and immediately 19 20 points per game type guy oh, yeah. so if the Warriors went that route I mean I could see that honestly before LaMelo um and I think that'd be pretty scary but I think I still think Wiseman's the guy so I don't know yeah that is a good point like you said their bigs now are very serviceable for what Golden State does and you don't really need another weapon at that position in their offense per se just somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, but I don't know. I think you teach Wiseman that. That's terrifying. So, that's I'm why I think he's solid. there. I'm not really selling Wiseman. I'm going to say. Hmm. Hmm. I will say, too, I guess that the problem with this draft, I know I mentioned this, is that we didn't get a chance to see a lot of these guys in March. Yeah. Like, those two guys from Washington, I guess Jaden McDaniels, uh, I can't really remember the first. I think it's like Isaiah Stewart, the other guy from Washington. Those two guys are going to, like, I think those guys would have jumped up into the lottery if they had a strong showing, um, you know, in March. I didn't, well, I don't really know if Washington was a tournament team. I'd assume they were, but... Um, I mean, those are two guys that probably would have jumped close to the lottery at the time, but, you know, because there was no March Madness, they're kind of 19 to 25 range. 
which, I mean, it'll be a damn shame if Boston gets, you know, one of them at 14. Having Boston pick in the lottery is just disgusting. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. You, you've got a lot of these guys that are kind of iffy. I mean, Vassell from uh, Florida State is a 3-and-D guy that, uh, I mean, he looks to project well at the NBA level, but, I mean, you never really know with some of these. Florida State, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know who all they've put out these past couple years. And then, I mean, you got a guy from Vanderbilt that's in the lottery. That's kind of kind of odd. I mean, he did shoot 52% from three last year. So, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Doesn't always translate to the NBA. But... Do y'all see any of those first three picks moving? We haven't talked. We didn't talk about that at all. Like, do y'all see anybody moving their picks in that top three? I mean, if if Minnesota doesn't necessarily think Lamelo or Wiseman is the guy, or if Golden State wants to move for an actual piece, I I think I think the only real threat to move is Golden State, just because. The only reason that they're up there in the lottery is because they had no clay and no stuff. Um, and, I mean, they I feel like they're going to go either two ways here. They could be like, all right, we need Wiseman here too. You know, he's a guy that will fit well into our system. Or they'll be like, we don't need to wait around for a guy to develop into what we want him to be. We need to trade him now and get, like Max said, get like Embiid or, I mean, go out and get a piece that will contribute and be like a veteran presence day one, which I don't know. You've got Steph getting older. Clay's still, Clay's still, you know, pretty young, I guess. But this team's getting older, and I, I feel like being able to put Wiseman in there would be a great, like, youth movement in there. And He's got three-level scoring ability. He's great in the paint. He is able to step out and hit some perimeter shots. And I mean, he's going to be a good defender, I think, in the next level. So I feel like it should be them going Wiseman, but I wouldn't be surprised if they traded it for a big piece if it was available. Yeah, that didn't be an idea. is terrifying, actually. That's that's very interesting. But um, okay, Mac, you got anything else? Any more thoughts or anything? Uh, I kind of want to see what y'all thought about the uh, Earl Thomas. Oh, boy. Ah. Uh, I think the Ravens got him out of there for a reason. <laughs> and yeah, I think okay. Seattle I think got him out of there for a reason, too. But what I, I think there's more to it than him just getting punched, like punching a, a, a teammate. Like, that happens. Like you know, in spring, you know, in spring training or summer, or summer camp, you know, people get heated and get into arguments. The team, team said we don't want him in this locker room anymore. So to me, it's more of a, it's more of an Earl Thomas issue. Maybe Earl Thomas is a real problem in a locker room. I think he is. Opinion. Yeah, I mean. Mac, you bringing up the fights happen in training camp just reminded me of Josh Norman and Cam back a couple years ago. That picture of Cam smiling while beating up Josh Norman. It's just the biggest smile on his face. 
but yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Mac. I think that there's something more going on with Earl Thomas. I mean, he had the incident where didn't his like girlfriend pull a gun on him a couple months ago? Yeah. Like, yeah, like I, I won't go into the details of why, but yeah, I, it seems like Earl Thomas is just kind of an odd dude, and I mean. <sighs> The Cowboys love characters, so maybe he'll fit in well with Dallas. Um, I, I really don't want him to go there, but that seems to be the favorite because, I mean, he did go up a couple years ago and ask for them to sign him, which... No, yeah, but um, do, you, do you think he wants... Because, uh, you know, yeah, like, getting paid 22 mil a year. So is, is he going to want that again, or is he just going to pay a pay cut? I feel like, you see, it kind of depends. I feel like he would take a pay cut if he were, if it were a situation where he was going to a definite contender. Um, I mean, I wonder if he would go to. I feel like if he were to take a pay cut that big, he would go to a team like San Francisco or a team that has already, like you know, made the playoffs. No offense to Dallas, obviously. Um, I am their biggest hate, but um, I just. Earl Thomas would be their only secondary if they went there. That wouldn't be a sudden fix to that defense. That defense is not, I don't think it's that great. Their, um, their secondary is, is horrendous. Yeah, true. Trayvon Diggs is the only name that I know in that secondary, and it's because he was just drafted this year. And to be like, this rookie second rounder is the focal point of our secondary is kind of an issue. Yeah. Yeah. And, See, and it's not like he was a top five pick either. This was a second rounder at cornerback. Um, so yeah, like I feel like if he were to take a pay cut, it would be go to it would him. He would definitely go to like another team. I think that would be more that I guess closer to winning a Super Bowl than Dallas does. Did y'all see the actual video, the little practice video footage they yeah. got put out from what started? I saw it? a little bit of it. I didn't see that much. Yeah, I, I just I, saw, I like, him throwing his helmet off and yelling at somebody. Yeah, that's, that was that. I didn't really see much of a punch being thrown, but... Huh. But I was wondering what, what y'all thought, because, you know, I thought there's more to it than just a punch being thrown. So I'm glad I'm the only one who thinks that. It's probably a, It's definitely... I feel like it's definitely a series of things that have happened. I mean, there was the yeah. incident with the gun. There was... I think that I think the the punch thrown was like the final straw. You know? Yeah, it was just kind of them getting tired of it. Um, I mean, he he had problems in Seattle too, didn't he? Like he yeah. he was very outspoken yeah. about his situation in Seattle. So I I don't really think that this was just a because yeah, just like a one time. Like, yeah. Yeah. This this stuff happens in training camp. Like you're going up against your teammates day in and day out, and it's a competition because you've got starting jobs on the line. So for them to cut him or look for a trade over this is uh, there's definitely something else going on. What's even crazier about it too is um, those are both very. I mean, I know you heard. I think Shannon was talking about this morning player-friendly locker rooms, too. Like, you're talking about Seattle and Baltimore, where there are a lot of outspoken voices, or historically have been a lot of outspoken voices. So for him to be a problem in those locker rooms, like he's got to be doing something quite wrong. 
that's what I'm saying. Because like it was the team. The team went to the GM, the front office, said we want him out. Like we don't want this guy in our locker room anymore. And to uh, me, that yeah. speaks a lot. Yeah, nah, that there's something up for sure. Um. So, like, I just think there, there's way more than just oh he threw a punch. And I think teams are gonna look at that like, you know, this is. Like there's more, there's probably more to the story, so they're gonna be hesitant to try to sign him. People like, you know, the Forty Niners, contenders, uh, yeah, you know. the Eagles, the Cowboys. Like, like Mike said, you know, they're all about personalities. And to me, the only problem with him going to Dallas is, do they have the money to, to give him? You know, because he wants a max contract. Unless he thinks they're they're good enough to, you know, make make a pay cut. So. Because if, if they sign him long term on a on a big contract, they have they have they're stuck. Hell of money. They're hell stuck. Of money <laughs> hell of money issues. They're gonna end up looking like the Rams, who are also yeah. stuck. So like, it's just pick your poison. I think Jerry. I mean, you know, Jerry. Jerry. Jerry knows what he's doing. So we'll hmm. see. Well. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I have no idea where I could see him ending up because um, I feel like a real contender wouldn't want to bring that kind of issue. But yeah, we'll see. Um, it looks like Zoom is about to try to kick us off again, which is wild. But uh, y'all got anything Paul else? Again. I know, it's got to be Paul George. Since <laughs> he's, he's not having it. He's not having it. Any uh, closing thoughts y'all want to throw in before we get out of here? I think we covered it all. Paul George's his ass. Uh, I think that should be the main takeaway. I, I feel like that should even be the title of this episode. We were honestly kind to Paul George this episode, so it could have been much worse. But um, I mean, always... I, I held back to an extent. <laughs> Let me just say that I, I didn't, I didn't really fully express how I feel about Paul George. Same. <laughs> but as always, if you made it this far, appreciate you for listening, uh, fellas. I'll see y'all boys next time. Good luck with your brackets. And uh, no hat. We're out. Would you really? Sure, I'd like it. I don't know anything about props, but I could learn. Oh, I need to know too, Carol. Hey, lay off. I saw her.